Welcome to The Connection, a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yate. My name's Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you the good news of the parish and to enable you to grow outside of the walls of the church building. So this week on The Connection, we'll be chatting about couple of things we'll be chatting about what we what we've been up to and as well about our sunburst uh, service we had over the weekend and the story from that so what have you been up to this week justin well we are in the summer holiday time so it's the <laughs> juggling of children and spilling the plates and, and <laughs> i think every parent that's probably listening into this can absolutely sympathize that probably a couple of months ago you know, me and my wife sat down with the diary and worked out right who's having the children each day and working out what are the children going to do over the summer holidays to ensure that they have a fantastic six weeks off? But this week has been a bit weird. Harriet and Finley have gone off to uh, Activate, which is part of Scripture Union Camp. They've gone up, uh, it's a couple of hours up there. It used to be Great Wood, but it's somewhere in Milton Keynes now that they are, they're in a, a private school that they've rented out. So it's, they're not roughing it, really. They've got lovely dormitories that they're staying in, mm. and and the architecture is fantastic. But they spend all week discovering the Bible, discovering God, in a very uh, kind of targeted to their age range. So it's been a bit weird not having Harry and Finley around. Isaac stayed with me, um, so that's been quite nice. Uh, mm. I've been off this week. But yeah, no, it's been, it's been nice enjoying the weather. Yeah, it's it's been very very hot, and uh, like today, like I've got I'm, I've been off half of today. Okay. So I was trying to get some sort of uh, paperwork done this morning, but uh, we went out on a on a bike ride, which was sort of a bit worky, because we were uh, doing a a ride through from St Mary's Church to Iron Acton, and then down to St Peter's Frampton Cottrell yeah. to test out the route for our uh, missionary walk we're doing on the 2nd of September. So me and Lydia, the the quality of the, the filming was pretty dodgy at times as she wobbled the camera. Oh, she was filming it, was she? Well, she, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a bit dodgy at times, but I'm sure we'll be able to sort that out. So we're just testing out the route and trying to find out, uh, you know, from a health and safety point of view. So... Don't wear shorts when you go on that walk if you're okay. coming from St Mary's, otherwise you'll get stung legs, <laughs> as I did there. But I'm looking forward to that because it, it'll be great for, you know, Yate Parish and uh, the, our partners in the mission area in Froomside coming together, walking from our different churches for a big celebration at uh, St Peter's in the evening. So, yeah, it's, it's, that was a really nice sort of afternoon. Uh, I did wear my Game of Thrones T-shirt, did which you? was oh no, that was a bit. I only realised when I got in and watched the videos again and thought, oh, okay, fair enough. So, <laughs> there we go, like in it, you know. It, it's quite nice, isn't it, to uh, within within our churches to go out on on a walk. Um, we've done a few in Sunburst, uh, and thank you for Liz and Matt who organised them in the past. But it's really nice to come together because we we obviously meet once a Sunday within the church environment, but. Uh, and we do get to talk to each other and, of course, enjoy the coffee and cake at the end. But to take us out of church and put us in a field and walk a distance as families where we all have so much more space to talk to each other, it's really lovely. Um, and, of course, it, it does normally require us to bring a picnic or at least stop off at a coffee shop. And it's just it's just lovely. It's just really nice. It's the community and the family of the church together. Yeah, and I think being outside uh, is always a especially on, on a nice day, is always a, a great cue for uh, our spiritual self, really. You know, you, you, you feel 
more open and you feel more in, in touch with reality, really, when you're not uh, looking at a screen, I think. Yes, I think we can all relate to that. We're all stuck to our screens with our work at times, so it's quite nice to be completely separated from that. Yeah, no, so, yeah, walks within the church is fantastic. So you've got one you're organising. Yeah, so we're sorting that out. And we're doing some with our, our missional community up in uh, North Yate as well. There's a, there's a blog on our website about them, and there was something in the Palace magazine about it as well. So, so missionary community, mission, mission, mission community, so what's all that about? Well, missionary, missional communities, small missional communities, are groups, small groups of Christians that come together and support each other and uh, have what they call a rhythm of life. Okay. So what we what we do is we uh, basically promise each other, in a sense, that we would uh, pray every day in whatever way that, uh, that we want to, whatever way we find comfortable yeah. uh, for us as individuals. And because we're a community together... The reason we do walks uh, in our North Yate community is because the people in the community uh, like being outside. Okay. And they like walking. Yeah. And because we're reaching out to the, the new homes in North Yate, yes. uh, the idea was to to walk around that area at Brimsham Park and around by where the building site is yeah. and to pray for the, the place as well as the people who yeah. will live there. So that's why, well, we don't have a church building up there. We no. don't have anything physical. So we're using uh, the environment as, as um, a sacred space, really. So that, that's essentially why we're doing it, because yep. it's particular to our, our context, as it were. Like, so. and it sounds, it sounds <clears throat> fantastic, and what a great way to start a community by having a walk and, and bringing that community together, because in theory that will then feed into our into the church and make us even stronger within the parish and of course within our mission area um you know that 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 sounds fantastic and i think as we were talking on sunday at sunburst we had uh, i was along there as well we were talking about um meshach shadrach and abednego yeah from uh, from daniel and it always cracks me up those sorts of the some of the names in Daniel because they're really hard to say, like Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar. And, uh, well, my hats off went off to the to the team that had to pronounce <laughs> those names within the story and in the context. I think at one point, I think uh, Shadrach was a was an elephant. They, they had teddy bears around that they had to find these people. It was so great to see old names on new on new teddies. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was. I think, um, the, and the, the reason it struck me really is. Um, in the book of Daniel, to give give it some kind of context, really, is to understand the Old Testament. Um, the, the key moment in the Old Testament is where uh, King Nebuchadnezzar destroys the state of Israel, okay. destroys the nation of Israel uh, at the end of Second Kings. Okay, so what happens as a kind of thumbnail sketch of the Old Testament, really, yeah. is uh, the people of Israel begin in Israel, then they go down to Egypt, uh, and then the Pharaoh puts them into slavery, and then we have the whole story of Moses and the Exodus, where they escape from Pharaoh, yep. go through the wilderness, into the promised land. Okay. And the idea is that um, they're given the Ten Commandments, they're given the law, right, yep. Yep. Uh, on their way to the promised land, and when they get to the edge of the promised land, uh, Moses says to the people that... God will be with you yeah. 
when you keep the law. Are you going to keep the law? Okay. And they all say yes. Yeah. And then we have uh, the book of uh, Joshua, the book of Judges, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, and they never keep the law. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so it's a, it's a story really about yeah. how uh, God is faithful to the people of Israel, Yeah. but the people of Israel are less than faithful to God. Okay. And right at the end of that story is where it kind of comes to a kind of crescendo really where the prophets like uh, Jeremiah, Isaiah and Amos and so on spend all their time saying to the kings, look boys, keep the law, look after the people, act with justice and we will live in the promised land. Okay, And the kings say, shut up. What do you know? We're gonna do whatever we want. Yeah, right. attitude comes with with that position, doesn't it? I'm a king, so I'm in charge. My my rule rules. That, that's right, and I, that's that's quite interesting for for Western British history, really, because yeah. in the Bible, the king actually isn't in charge. No, God is in charge. Yes, and the king is the servant of God. Yes, whose job it is to serve the people. Yeah. And to make sure that justice is done in the land yeah. through keeping the law. Yes. So his job is to be a good judge, yes. in other words, to make sure justice is done. Right? But clearly these kings were keeping their own law. They, they weren't keeping to the law. They had their own, their own version. Yeah. And, uh, well, we have some lovely stories in it. My favourite story is um, of uh, King David. Well, there's two that stick in my mind. One is King David where he uh, was looking out the window one day and he saw uh, a woman taking a bath. Yes, uh, I remember this story. We covered it in one of our home groups recently. So, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've, what's her name now? I can't remember her name. No. Um, anyway, he sees her yeah. and um, he, he, he quite fancies her. So she's already married. So he sends out, uh, her husband's called Uriah the Hittite and he sends him out so he gets killed in battle so he can marry her. Yes. Yeah. So it's a funny old story, isn't it? Bit sleazy, bit sleazy there. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, David had seemed to be one that kept the law through most of the of the of the testament, but this was a point where he clearly didn't. Yeah, he's a kind of funny character, really, yeah. uh, David. Because one minute he's the good guy, yeah, right, yeah, and the next minute he falls away. So, like everybody else in in the Bible, he's very very human. Yeah, well, that's the imagery of the Bible, isn't it? That we are all humans, and we sometimes lead astray and, and fall off the edge but we always come back but I think it, it kind of gets worse and worse and worse throughout the yeah. uh, one and two kings and at the end when Nebuchadnezzar comes and, and smashes Israel yeah. what he does is he takes everybody who's educated and uh, the kind of higher class people in a sense yeah. and he enslaves them and takes them off to Babylon which is now in Iraq okay. Okay? and Babylon in those days really was was Israel's interesting because Israel is a bit like, I think, a bit like Germany was in the Cold War. Okay. It's a kind of state yep. sandwiched between two superpowers. Yeah. So Babylon's a superpower and Egypt's a superpower and Israel's in the middle. Yeah. Right? Okay. So Babylon at the time was the big superpower and they, they took them all off there. Now, in Babylon, they had this idea that the king is like a god. Or is a god. Okay. Like the pharaohs. Right. Right. Okay. Um, which is completely 
the opposite, in a sense, to what Israel said. Okay. So the king can do whatever he wants because he is the God. Mm. He doesn't have to keep the law. He doesn't have to think about law. He can just do whatever. Unquestionably. Unquestionably, yeah. That yeah. Can just crack on. And, and because he's got the most, basically, it's, because he's got the most power, yeah. he can do what he wants. Yeah. So in the story of Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego, um, the, the three friends, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar says, I'm going to make an idol, right? And when the band play, everyone's got to stop what they're doing yeah. and worship the idol. Okay. Right? Yes. And the idol is him. Him, yeah, of course. He makes a big statue of himself. Lovely, yeah. Right, yeah. And, and, and a tune, and if you hear it, then you worship the statue. Yeah, so, and, and you think, well, that sounds a bit weird. You know, when have we ever come across that in ordinary life? That seems bizarre. Well, if we go to North Korea... Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I, I learned that at Spring Harvest that it's the most dangerous place to be a Christian. Where, <laughs> where you know, you, you're taught as a Korean, North Korean, that the God is the leader, and 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 there is nobody else other than the leader that is the God. And, and so even now, even though the Old Testament is well, it's ancient history. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it it, it has actual strong truth to what even occurs right now in yeah. North Korea as we speak. Yeah. So. so Nebuchadnezzar was was probably uh, was acting just like you know King Jong Un does, yeah. and and even in the past, you know, uh, Mao Zedong in China, yeah. um, and you know the Soviet leaders, you know, uh, when when the band plays, everybody had to worship the statue of Stalin. Yeah. Otherwise, you were <laughs> yeah. off to the gulag. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. Yes. So, so what happens in Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego is they refuse to uh, worship the statue. Because it's it's not about people think it's about worshiping another god and and that's bad because you know you should only worship God you should only be a Christian you should it, it's not actually about that it's actually more about you should recognize that God is the ultimate authority in the universe yeah and no matter how powerful a human being says that they are they are not God. And I think what the the idol is actually about is is saying that um, that God isn't isn't God. He's he's just a waste of time. You know, really, you should worship power, not worship justice. Yeah. And I guess he, had, you know, any king that feels <clears throat> that does have leverage because they're a physical presence. People mm. can easily follow somebody they can see. And if the if you imitate yourself into a statue then it becomes very easy to worship somebody because you only see them but you also have a statue too and of course without seeing god directly you have to believe um to then worship and i guess that's why people have changed their allegiance and was quite easy to follow a king rather than actual the law that's right yeah and it also makes me think of there was this weird dictator i don't know if he still is in uh, i think it's either uzbekistan or tajikistan or something who made a, a golden statue of himself okay. that tracked the sun and it actually physically moved. Oh, my goodness. As it went around like that. <laughs> that's, that's, so, so is not really that far removed from no, our world no, at all, really. Not at all, not at all. Uh, so what happens is Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego uh, refuse yep. and the king Nebuchadnezzar says, right, you've done this, you're not uh, worshipping the statue of me, so anyone who doesn't do it, we're going to throw into the, the fiery furnace. So he makes this massive furnace 
and he, he pumps all the all the, the bellows and makes it seven times hotter because wow. they still refuse and then he throws them in the he throws them in the fire and what happens is is they they're in the fire and they're dancing and singing and an angel appears so they can see the people see the angel as as they sing and and they sing a song I've brought my um office book and we this is still a big song in um Christian liturgy now is it we sing it uh every any time there's a feast day okay uh, we say it every time there's a feast day and there was a feast day of the transfiguration the other day and it's called the canticle of david and it goes and you the heavens and the lord oh bless the lord and you clouds of the sky oh bless the lord and you armies of the lord oh bless the lord to him be highest glory and praise forever and it goes through the whole of creation the whole of the old testament in that same way and okay. says about how each part of creation worships god okay yep so the, the the way it's turned on the head is that they are there in the fiery furnace um singing this song of about how great god is yep because no matter how hard nebuchadnezzar thinks he is you know he's you know the whole of the the whole of the universe worships god not just Babylon, so there. <laughs> what a mix of emotions! I mean, here, here, are these three, these friends who were facing their end, you know, based on their belief that they were going to be thrown into this pit, this fiery pit, um, and that must have been quite stressful. But they, you know, off they went. They were thrown <laughs> in, and clearly, the king felt that he would have the overarching kind of. See, I told you. Uh, and off they went. And, and actually, it was turned right on its head. And actually, they were right, the three friends. They worshipped God and were able to do that whilst in the fiery pit. Uh, and I can imagine the king was eating humble pie at that point. Well, he did, actually. Yeah. In, um, uh, it's Daniel chapter 3, that is. And uh, in the next few chapters is, is Nebuchadnezzar then changes his mind and says, actually, I was wrong. Mm. Which is which is amazing, really. But I think the thing that come through for me about um, these three friends is the way that they were, how they were able to do that to yep. stand strong yep. against a leader like King Jong Un or Stalin or Lenin or yep. Mao or whoever, is because they were a community. They were a little community of three people who were mates yes. who were accountable to each other yep. and gave each other strength. And I think if you look at, say, the New Testament with Paul, uh, St. Paul, he's always got Timothy and you know Barnabas, and he's never on his own. It's never just Paul. He's always with somebody else. Yeah. And I think that you know what we're trying to do, we're saying about in um, North V8 with that missional community, is the idea is that if we can come together as friends, yeah. as little communities like that, um, we can support each other in living the Christian life. Yeah. So those rhythms that we have, um, we can uh, help each other to keep the law, to keep the rhythms of life, to yeah. help us to, to pray, help us to pray together, help us to serve our community. You know, yeah, and, I think, I think and, we, we recognise it. It can be really difficult as an individual to be a Christian uh, surrounded by lots of other people that aren't um, and and how to live as a Christian is only enhanced by 
being in a community. It's a bit of a energy top up when you come to church because you're with your community. You become energized and engaged and you can go out and and live the law and spread the word and be as positive and, and as embracing within Christianity as you can. Uh, and, and the engine to that is predominantly other people. Yeah, that's know. right. Like I remember when I was in, uh, when I was working in the lab, um, I was talking to one of the PhD students who was there and, and I think people knew, people only knew I was a Christian in the lab because I, I was getting married and uh, I said I was getting married in church and they said to me, I'd been there a couple of months, and they said, well, what, why, why are you getting married in church? And I said, well, because I go to church every week, and I'm, you know, I'm a Christian. Okay, okay. yeah. And they went, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> You're one of them. <laughs> one of them. Well, the joke was, he was always, uh, he's very religious, you know. <laughs> I always used to say that. It was like, but um, there was another girl who started with us, and we went out for a drink, and I ended up, walking her back to her dorm uh, okay. in Cambridge like this um, she was she was a PhD student she lived in there and he went in there and uh, a few of us well, went went into a little flat you know and and she was German and she had a, a bible on it and it said der bible okay. you know and I said to her I said I didn't know you and he, she said well you know I am yeah and I said and she said well I know you are and I said yeah but you know and it was good then because yeah. we actually formed a little community, a little community, yeah, to um, back each other up and just to be with each other, really. yeah, you know. Communities was... are good, aren't they? And church communities are the way forward. And and and, and what we're doing in Yate to have those little pockets of people together, in just feeling safe and secure and being a Christian mm. is such a great way to to nurture growth. Yeah, and I think as well is it's to do with. Being in in a, in a lot of ways, I always joke about this. It's a bit like Weight Watchers, is okay. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's it's a a community of accountability where we have a similar goal. Yeah. And we we help each other out. Yeah. Uh, in in achieving those goals, and I think that a lot of the time for just Christianity, it 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 has been about Sunday and what we do on Sunday, rather than about what we do all week yeah, and about how we can support each other yeah. and help each other all week, really. This mission area, this walk, if you've got some more information, if you are discovering uh, this podcast and you are in the North Yate area and you're moving in and you want to find a little bit more about it, um, how can you come along to this walk? Well, at the moment, uh, what we're doing is, uh, for the missional community in North Yate, we're kind of in embryo at the moment. Okay. It's a very medical term, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, we're kind of in embryo. We're, we're, we're moving on to uh, implantation. Uh, but um, but what, what we're trying to do is each one of us leads yeah. the walk a different time. So okay. Rachel uh, is going to lead it next time, 21st of August. And each time we're, we're learning how we're going to do it yeah. and uh, learning how we're going to become a, a community uh, over the next month or so. And then coming in September and October, we'll be putting on like mini events and things that people can uh, come along to. Uh, one thing we're going to be doing uh, in practical terms is in North Yate, around by Brimsham, we've got awful broadband. Okay. And uh, particularly in the summer holidays, I've been kind of playing referee uh, in the house as people kick off about who's on the internet now yeah. and that sort of thing. <laughs> So, as a practical expression of blessing others, yeah, uh, we're going to be 
BT broadband champions, so we're going to be trying to improve the broadband okay. uh, speed in North Yate. Wow. Now, you might not think that's to do with Christianity, but it's about ordinary Christian people serving our community yep. in practical ways with issues that are you know, specific to that area. You know, that's the idea behind it. Yeah, well, that sounds fantastic. I mean, before the new build even came to Yates, North Yates was a well-established area. So I guess if you already are living in what is kind of the old, well-established North Yates, I guess they're also welcome to take part in all of this, this oh, community yeah, building as well. It's that's just, right. It isn't just the new houses. It's No, no, no. What, what we're trying to do, in a sense, is, is build this community because what we're conscious of as well is that we, we want there to be unity between the new estate and the established community. So they, they become one, in a sense. So it's yeah. not, oh, I remember uh, when I was growing up, we moved into the new estate and we were new estate people. <laughs> the fact that we came from the same village was irrelevant. Yeah. It was <laughs> kind of like... We moved into a different section. Yeah, we, we, moved, we moved like yeah. three streets over. like you know, you know, yes. so, <laughs> so we want to kind of not have that. So I think, yeah. in a sense, if we can... Uh, the more unity, the better. Yeah. That's what we're up for, really. Exciting know. times. Brilliant. So we've talked about the Mission Area Walk coming up in September. The other things which are happening are we've got the Ride and Stride that's coming up too. Um, that's Ride and Stride on the 8th of September, uh, where you can ride around the different churches in the area. And that's walking, cycling, horse riding or driving between the churches. It's organised in this area by uh, the Gloucestershire Historic Churches Trust. It's guaranteed to be a fun way to explore the beautiful uh, region and discover some fascinating living history within our church buildings. It sounds exciting. It's quite good, actually. And uh, the other thing that's coming up as well is the Acts of Eden Youth Event, which is on the 15th of September. That's for 11 to 17-year-olds. It's a, a day where we're doing social action about plastics, so we're trying to encourage people to recycle plastics more and to... Uh, We've got food and evening entertainment. I'm not sure what that is, the evening entertainment, but I'm sure it'll be good. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and you can find more online at www.yateparish.co.uk or you can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher and the Apple and Android SoundCloud app. This is a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yate. If you want anything to feature on the podcast in the future, then please get in touch with us. You can do this by visiting our website. Thank Thank you you for for listening listening and God God bless. bless.